Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leadership Podcast. My name is Rich Velotis. I'm the lead pastor here at New Life Fellowship Church in Queens, and I'm here with Pete Scazzaro, as always, to talk about leadership, to talk about emotionally healthy leadership. Today we're going to talk about uh, levels of transformation, and uh, EHS really is about transformation, transformation of your leadership, transformation of your soul, transformation of every aspect of your life. And we're going to talk about the various levels of transformation today. Now, I want to begin with a little story, Pete. Uh, when I came to New Life about seven years ago, um, I had read your book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Church, rather. And we came in for an interview, Rosie and I, and we had a conversation with you and Jerry. And uh, reading the book, I thought, I got it. I thought, I've been transformed. The truth really intersected my life. I was, I was reading about it. I was trying to live this out, only to find out as I've been here for seven years that I did not have it at all. I thought I was changed by it, but there were levels, there were gradations of transformation that took place. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, for many people, they think, I got EHS, or I, I understand some aspect of scripture or whatever, but really it can be a surface understanding of it. What we're going to talk about is the many layers of transformation. And so uh, there's a taxonomy that we came across recently. Um, just talk about where this taxonomy, this, this uh, levels of transformation took place and, and then go into explaining it a little yeah, for yeah. us. Well, what's, it came about just really interesting in two ways. First of all, it came about from our experience here at New Life in our transition from me as lead pastor to you, uh, which now I guess we just began our second year. And uh, as a number of new staff have come on and the church has grown, and I've kind of stepped back a bit, so I'm able to see things a bit differently and more clearly. Uh, and then secondly, as we're training consultants that are bringing EHS around the world to churches, uh, we've realized, like we've been studying and taking, doing a lot of case studies and learning some things. And so we realized, oh my gosh, a person can say, I got it. And then we're like, I thought they got it. And they even <laughs> taught it, but they don't get it. Or, or they got it on certain levels. Right. And it was just a shock to us. And I think for us, it's been a shock at New Life Fellowship. Yeah. And I think, you know, so when we finally... Someone brought to us the Bloom, this famous Bloom's taxonomy that's been around since 1950s. It's used in educational contexts. And uh, she herself had been a consultant and a trainer. Uh, her name is Wendy. And she kind of broke it down and simplified it. And when she brought it, we were doing a consultant training with about 35 people in a room, doing case studies all over the world with people doing it, doing EHS. And we were applying it. And what does it mean to bring it into levels? We have this five stages of EHS implementation. Mm -hmm. and, but we really were getting into deep. Uh, on all levels of a church. And she pulled this out of this taxonomy, and I think for all of us, it just was like, wow! The lights came on and said, now that makes total sense. Okay, Pete, so stop teasing us. Uh, you gave us enough of a sneak preview here. Go into the taxonomy, the different levels. I believe there are five levels okay. of transformation. Why don't you just briefly introduce them here? So again, you can go on our website and look more specifically at the expansive Bloom's taxonomy. What I'm going to give you is the broken down, clear version that we can apply for us in churches. Okay. Okay? So there's five levels. Uh, and the key is the gap between levels three and four. So it starts with first, I, I become aware of a value. So the question is, how do people learn values? What's the, the there's five levels. So first, I become aware of it. So let's say, for example, I, I become aware of the need to slow down. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I hear a message, I read a book, like, that's really good, I, I like that, you're aware of it. The second level is, now I begin to ponder it, and I begin to think about it. I begin to read some more. I may listen to a couple of tapes. 
uh, I'm going to talk to someone who's actually mm. slowed down. So now I'm pondering. I'm really thinking about it. Then the third level is I value it. And now it's like saying, no, I think this is really important. Like, I think this is really important. I need to do it. Other people need to do it. Maybe I, I experiment with Sabbath or maybe I try the EHS daily office book. I play around with that. Yeah. So I'm valuing it. This is, this is really important. I'm starting to do a few things. But the big gap now is between three and four. The fourth is I actually prioritize it. Prioritize. Where I actually change my life. I change my schedule. I now prioritize my life around this value. I've made a big shift. I'm not living the way I used to live. Mm -hmm. I've actually slowed down. I've got new rhythms. I'm working less. Um, I'm spending the time in silence. I am just, my life is ordered around this value. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth and highest level is I own it. Where it's just, I breathe it. And so I can be in a meeting and we're at a planning meeting talking about maybe a Sunday morning flow of people and we're, ru we're rushing through the meeting, we've got to make some quick decisions, but my, my spirit's like in anguish because mm. I'm realizing we're not really even slowing down, mm. uh, even within this context, where it's just, it's just a part of who I am everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. And, and the brilliance of the taxonomy is there's a big gap between aware, ponder, and value, one, two, three, and where you get to four and five, which is prioritize, and you actually own it. And I think that's what we've seen. It takes a long time to get there from three to four. Yeah, I don't know if you, uh, you probably wouldn't say this on your uh, behalf of yourself, but I've experienced this with you where recently we had uh, a heavy conversation in terms of the integrity of our church staff. And we could, I mean, we talk about living with integrity, we're aware of it, we ponder it, but there was something where uh, and you kind of forced us to have the conversation in terms we need to slow down to to get something straight is like you breathe it you own it that's a big difference than we think about integrity we ponder integrity we value integrity but there's some significant changes in structure it's slower to live this way uh a, a big shift there to, to own it to breathe it now that gap there between valuing uh something and prioritizing something why do people why is it so hard to cross that gap what what happens to enable someone to go from valuing to prioritizing well you know if i think about it i've been i've had the same process myself so i've been through it in a sense i've just been in a lot longer uh and and that is to really change my whole life i gotta really believe it so yeah. let's just take for example in our case one of our values in your life is multiracial. Yeah. That's a big value for us. Yeah. For those of you who are watching, we have 73, over 73 nations represented in our church here in Queens. And so it's, it's been a huge value for, for many years. And our church. And so I remember moments in our, so we put in our mission statement from day one, uh, but there were moments of key decisions mm -hmm. to prioritize and say, well, do we buy a cheaper building outside, more towards the suburbs, or do we stay where we are here in Elmhurst, New York? Do we hire... Uh, a person able to bring us into multi-ethnicity as a church, uh, racially, culturally, uh, who maybe doesn't have experience, gonna cost a lot more time, energy, et cetera, or do we go for someone who's already formed but doesn't own that value? Mm. You know it just, it begins yeah. to inform everything you do, and, I, yeah. and we realize that pe a lot of people like the multi-racial value, they like diversity, but they weren't gonna change their whole life for it, nor they own it where this informs everything I mm. do. Yeah, now last week, we experimented with this document in our staff meeting. And so uh, what were some uh, observations that came out of it from you as we have a staff of about 20 to 25 people that gather every Wednesday. 
and um, one of our executive directors, he brought this document out and there was a conversation that came about it. So just talk about what are some observations because I'm sure some folks that are watching this will see this document, they'll probably want to do the same thing. Tell us what happened, uh, what did RED do, and what were some observations that came out of that? Let's, let's talk about that and we'll talk about the EHS with churches as they bring in yeah. different materials into the, in, into the church, the same, same question that we've observed. So with our church, uh, last week, uh, Red, who's uh, our, one of our pastors here and uh, leads our community development corporation, did an exercise where he put all, he put uh, boxes for each of our five values as a church. And our five values are monastic, basically slowing down to be with God, multiracial, emotional health, um, marriage to Christ, whether you're single or married, and lastly, missional. And basically, he had people grade themselves on the scale of one to five. I'm aware of it, I ponder it, I value it, prioritize and own it. And he had us line up by how long we've been in the church. And it was fascinating because it was very obvious as people scored themselves, one to five, that the younger staff were all low in numbers. Mm. You know, in terms of once the, once the taxonomy was explained to them and values, they were much lower. Mm. And while those of us who've been on staff 15, 20, 25 years, we're all very high. Mm. And so the great lesson was, it takes a long time mm. to marinate in these values. Yeah. And some of the people in the room who scored themselves lows had even taught some of the materials, like wow. the EHS course or the EHS skills or EH woman. And, and so I think the same things happen with churches. As churches and pastors, I saw the pastor on the phone just the other day who actually preached through the church-wide initiative. Okay. Okay. He preached it. He preached it for eight weeks. All the themes, you know, know yourself that you may know God, know God and Sabbath and offices. And I talked to him, and to be perfectly honest, after a half hour, as he explained about his church and his lifestyle, I was like, man. And, and I know he thinks he got it. Like, he got it. But he said so many things that were a contradiction of EHS. <laughs> but I realized, that's okay. It's normal. The problem is he thinks he's got it. Mm. Because he didn't just read the book. He preached it. And all the small groups studied it. Right. But... I realize now we've got to really emphasize to people, this is going to take a long time mm -hmm. to actually help yourself and other people to actually prioritize and own it where the culture is transformed. And uh, so I'm excited about, really, for me, it's like a revelation. And it, it kind of helps me relax mm -hmm. and remember, hey, Jesus with the 12 disciples, it took three years, day and night with him. Yeah. And that we've got to slow down and recognize that EHS takes a long time to get into people's lives as does transformation. So with transformation, we have these, these five, aware, ponder, value, then the gap, prioritize, own it. Uh, what's just a final word to folks that are thinking about implementing EHS in their churches, uh, whether, it's the, uh, whether it's a coordinator, whether it's a consultant, whether you're bringing it into your church to do the actual course, uh, what's some final words that you would give to some of these pastors and thinking about their own church because their people will be aware of it, they'll ponder it, they'll value it. What's some words of encouragement that you'll give? I think number one, I want to encourage you to relax. Uh, this is going to take time <laughs> and take the pressure off yourself. Uh, number two is you don't know what you don't know. In some ways, as you begin to get into EHS and say you do the EHS course, and it's like it's, it's revelatory, but you don't even understand the vast implications of each of the themes of EHS. And so that's okay, but just remember that this is gonna be a long process, and in some ways you've gotta be in the material, in life, in community, mm. to begin to see all those applications. 
And so in some ways in new life here, you know, we're in it now, I guess, 18, 19 years, we have realized, just imagine, the, even, the, even our succession was an application of a level of EHS that I had never gotten to before, mm. but, but life and experience intersecting with theology took me and our church to a new level. And mm. I expect that, Rich, we're still unfolding yeah. the depth of EHS in our own church here. But I'm so excited that we're in this thing together and, and learning for the future. That's great. So for more information, you can go on emotionallyhealthy.org for more resources. Uh, this, is this document available? It's in a blog there? that I did. You know, you go on our EHS, emotionallyhealthy.org website, my blog. One of the blogs lays out, it's called Why Transformation Takes Too Long. Well, that's emotionallyhealthy.org. Uh, see you next time.